This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals. Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mocktail Minutes. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. Every week, we're sharing our favorite mocktail that we're enjoying. So lately, I've been doing Thorn. It's called Catalyte, I think, but it's like their electrolytes of their brand. It's a lemon-lime flavor. It, it honestly reminds me of like the yellow Gatorades, I think. Mm. Not everyone is loving it because the stevia is kind of really out there. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. It's a kid or miss. Today, I have a Greenbelt Craft kombucha brewed in Austin. It's pretty good. So I have the grapefruit flavor. I, I do like it. Kombucha, kombucha, however you say it. Anyways, they're pretty good. I cannot find a good kombucha that I like. Yeah, like, this one actually tastes pretty good. And there's not there's no added sugar, which I feel like some of the really good tasting ones have quite a bit of added sugar. So yeah. I'm going to try the other flavors and see how I like it because it might be a winner. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to try that one then because, yeah, all of them just taste like feet to me. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't. At least that's I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be drinking feet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not really that enjoyable. <laughs> all right. So this week we are talking about like food is not a reward. Last week we talked about nightly treats. So then this topic kind of came up where it's like, okay, well, let's talk about rewarding with food. I feel like we kind of grew up learning this. Oh yeah. I think it starts really early. Like, you know, clear your plate and you can have dessert, be good. And you can have a treat. And usually those treats are like a lollipop or candy or something. I mean, think about it, like walking through the store, be good and I'll get you a treat. Like even I've done this as a parent and it's something that I've been like more cautious of in recent years. Like, okay, whoa, no, we can't, we can't be doing this or yeah. Eat all your food. You can have dessert. Like why? And even in my household, we actually never really grew up with like being forced to eat or doing the clean plate club, which I think really helped me a lot. I kind of went through a stage where I was a super picky eater. So I was very challenging for my parents, but it was, it was a really good thing that we never did the eat all your food and then you can have a cookie or anything like that. It was just eat your food. Like <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was it. I think that is helpful because I feel like it goes from clear your plate, clear your plate to, you know, when you're an older teenager, like, oh, are you really going to eat all that? And it's like this confusing thing that you have at mealtime where it's like, well, I thought I was supposed to eat all my food. And now you're like self-conscious about how much you put on your plate. And it's this weird, like mind game that you don't even really notice. Mm-hmm. That is a really good point because we do, I don't even know, like at some point, yeah, we do have a switch where we go from, you must eat everything to, okay, now you need to eat like half of that. And yeah. I don't really know where that comes from, but I, well, I guess I would say it's more because kids are almost learning to ignore their fullness cues because they're being told to just eat everything and they get a treat for doing that or, you know, just different things yeah. like that. So then it's like we get to consuming a lot of sugar, a lot of fat and a lot of things that just add up and then we just don't feel so good. So then it's like, okay, now what do we do to adjust what all just happened? I follow this. She's like a children's dietitian or like an RD to be that focuses on kids. And she posted a reel the other day. That's like, we were all born intuitive eaters and parents either 
like help that flourish or they pull that intrinsic like thing that we all have. And I think it's just because we look at sugar and everything else as like, I don't know, maybe like a less than nutrient. So it's always like you got to earn that lesser nutrient. But by doing that, we like create this weird relationship where we're like, we almost want it more because it's bad or we shouldn't have it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, it's just like with anything. And I've talked about this with my clients too. When you think of like a baby, for example, babies are very good. I think we might've talked about this on an episode too, but like babies are really good about, they're going to cry. They're going to suck on their finger. They're going to, you can tell when they're hungry. Yeah. It usually lines up about the time that they typically eat, but it could sometimes be different. And then when they're done eating, they'll, they'll let you know too, whether it's they're sucking down the bottle and it's gone. And you're like, okay, maybe they need a little bit more or they get done. And there's like an ounce left. You're like, okay, they're just full. So yeah. we are born with these natural cues. And then somewhere along the way, we get out of tune with them. And then we get stuck in the calorie counting mindset. I'm like, but we didn't have to do this. Mm-mm. We no. have these cues for a reason. And I think that is a very big opener for so many people. Yeah. Well, and I think along with that is we're kind of taught not to trust that, you know, we have those internal calculators. I like to tell everyone, like it's your own calculator inside that's adjusting when you need more, when you're you're full, but we're kind of taught not to listen to that. Like, I feel like every diet there is, or every like supplement that you can take to lose weight, it's all about curbing your appetite or appetite suppressant. And it almost makes people feel like your hunger is bad. And it teaches us we can't trust our bodies because then we're constantly at war thinking being hungry is bad. Needing food is bad. Eating is bad. That's my problem is that I eat. My problem is that I'm hungry. And then mix that with, you know, when you finally do allow yourself to eat, or maybe you're eating something you wouldn't normally, you feel like you're really treating yourself or you're doing something like you shouldn't be doing. And like, you just you kind of get out of control with it. We have, I think, really learned to be scared of this hunger. And I've noticed this a lot with the more people I work with. It's like after we want of working together, now we're eating a variety of nutrients. Now we're eating in a little bit more food because most people that do come to me, even though they're looking for a weight loss, they're usually under eating or we just need to adjust what they're eating. So then like after a week, they're like, okay, I'm starting to get a little hungry now. Like that's not a bad thing. Like yeah. naturally we should feel hungry in the mornings. We're fasting for a pretty long time. Usually that's going to be a great sign that your metabolism is picking up. It's not a bad thing to be hungry. Hungry. It's a natural thing our body needs. We don't need to be set on like these timers of forcing ourselves to eat or just ignoring our body all the time. And honestly, like nine times out of 10, I mean, I would say 10 times out of 10, but nothing is hundred percent clients come to me. And again, yeah, their goal is weight loss, but they're all under eating. Mm-hmm. All of them. And a lot of times when people are just like, well, f- I just love food. That's a problem. That's not, it's not a problem to love food. I do not want you to be scared of food. I love food. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see meals. I like to try different things. And that's not a problem. I think the problem is, is people just feel, I want to say more out of control around food. Like they're just, you're just not sure what to do. You're not sure what nutrition advice to be following because in the world of internet now, it's like, there is so much this, 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 and this, and they're all saying different things. So it's like, what do we do? And just how you were saying, we have all these appetite suppressants that are now teaching us, okay, I just need to suppress my appetite. Like, 
No, having having an appetite is good. Having an appetite tells us, okay, it's time to eat lunch. Okay, it's time for dinner. Okay, let's have some breakfast. And yeah. I think this is a continuous experimental thing as well. I mean, it's still something I work on. There are still meals that I make. I'm like, okay, yeah, that didn't keep me full for very long. I had breakfast the other day. Not my typical, changed it up a little bit. And I felt pretty good, but I was hungry like two hours later. And I could have either just been super hungry and thought about food until lunchtime. Yeah. Or I just went and grabbed a snack and I moved on with my day. Nothing bad happened. You honored your hunger. You felt good. And then your next meal, you probably weren't feeling like you were hangry about to die, Mm -hmm. which is great. You felt more in control around food by allowing yourself to eat and not have rolls. And that's what people don't get. And I think I mean, I said this last time, we think we need to be super strict with our bodies and we need to punish it and give ourselves all these rules. But really, if we just listen to our body, we would get really what we're searching for. None of us want to be thinking about food. We all want to be able to reach goals. We want to feel good in our body. I think like it's strange to me and people kind of look at this as like a really weird concept when I say it. And then sometimes it's a light bulb moment, but food is the only thing that we kind of punish ourselves for needing, but it's like a basic, basic survival need. Like we don't punish ourselves for needing air or treat ourselves with air or water or sleep. You know, it's just food. It's just food. And I think it happens really early. And that's why a lot of us don't know how to navigate food along with the internet being like a black hole (laughs) of like, where do I go? But I just think if we spent less time rewarding ourselves or making foods taboo or making it feel like we need to earn foods, we wouldn't struggle with it so bad. So I would say food rewards. I mean, we do it a lot for if we have a tough day, like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, my day sucked. I need a glass of wine or I need a piece of cake or I need to go grab cookie or ice cream. But then it's also for a good day or to celebrate a success that you had or to celebrate. It's also going to be like a stress reliever tool feeling like a stress reliever tool for many, or like after you've had a really great week of eating, especially I see this a lot with my calorie counters, like, okay, I met all my calorie needs. I was in my budget of calories this whole week. Now I deserve my cheat day. My cheat weekend usually is what it turns out to be. Like I've worked for this. I did good all week. I deserve this. And it really starts to be like, we're thinking of desserts or any type of these treats that they're just on a hierarchy where it's like, if it has sugar, well, these are only for special moments. So Mm -hmm. then things that feel, I don't know, like on the upper level, on the hierarchy level, we typically desire them more. And it's like, we can't get them out of our brain because we're constantly like, if I can be good for this whole week, I can treat myself to a cookie and wine and probably a brownie and do this and this and this. And we just spiral out of control. Yeah. Or we're like, all the marketing is targeted to be like guilt-free, like guilt-free dessert, guilt-free this. And I'm like, why are we feeling guilty about it? And something that people, I think if you look at it at like a metabolic level, okay. And how our body looks at nutrients, how it metabolizes it. Sugar is sugar is sugar. It is a carbohydrate. It's glucose. Whether you're getting sugar from a piece of cake or sugar from a potato, whatever it is, your body sees it as the same thing. Your body doesn't know, oh, she treated herself with cake. This instantly needs to be stored as fat. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how it works. Not to say that you should just, oh my gosh, I can have cake instead of potato or another high fiber carb. That's not what I'm saying. But 
for those of you who really torture yourself for giving in to these temptations, your body doesn't know the difference. It just means that you're giving it glucose. <laughs> and we're not saying all this to make you feel shameful or just feel bad about these feelings because they are, we're just trying to like bring light to it. These feelings are so normal. We, we even do it ourselves. I mean, I still am kind of like, okay, well, it's been a really great week. Let's go have a cookie or something like that. Like celebrating. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean you can never celebrate with an ice cream night or something. Yeah, do that. But also learning that rewards don't always have to be around food. And again, it's nothing to feel shameful about if this is currently where you're at, where it's like, if something good or bad happens, we turn to food automatically. It's definitely a learning process. So we're just trying to help you out here. Yeah. (laughs) And walk you through this mindset shift. And you bring up a good point. It's always, and I I think we say this episode, it's your mindset behind it, right? Because food is everywhere and food is a lot more than just fuel. Food is how we socialize. It's how we come together. It's like at every event, if you think about it, like it's at family events, it's at celebrations. It's, I mean, funerals, like everywhere you go, there's food. People come together and we eat. That's our culture. And so that's fine. Right. I think it's the thinking of if you're constantly consumed with, do I deserve this? Can Mm -hmm. I reward myself? Can I have this treat? You know, and then what you turn around and do afterwards, like afterwards, are you punishing yourself for eating too much? Are you, you know, compensating by eating less at your next meal? Are you going to the gym and working out for an hour because you need to burn off those calories that you ate, et cetera? Really getting down to the mindset behind it is super important because that's what's going to make the difference. Just as food is not a reward, fitness is not a punishment. Because when we start looking at fitness as, okay, I need to do this because I ate dot, dot, dot. Or I need to do this because I was bad this week or whatever it is. And we're just, fitness is now just a punishment. We really feel that disconnect in our body. And we don't get to appreciate all the benefits that moving your body has. Going to the gym and getting some work strength training in. It has really nothing to do with punishing yourself. So learning to celebrate how your body can move, being able to go to the gym, that's great. Being able to do certain movements, that's great. Learning to celebrate and look at the other pieces rather than just, okay, I got to go to the gym because I had a piece of cake. Like that, that's ridiculous. And our body doesn't even work that way. Even if you ate 400 calories and your watch says you burned 400 calories, that doesn't mean, oh, cancellation. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a cancel thing. And I think that's such a common mindset that a lot of people have. Like, oh, I can have this because I ran this morning. Or, okay, all I need to do is make sure I burn that off. Like, that's exactly what my fitness pal does, which is one of the major reasons why I just don't agree with my fitness pal. Because that's how it gets you thinking. Like, oh, calories in, calories out. How much am I allowed? What did I burn off? Oh, I burned off this much. I can have more. Like, that is not how it works. And then it does create not only an unhealthy relationship with food, but an unhealthy relationship with fitness. And I always caution clients on this because when I first started like being like, okay, I'm not going to diet anymore. I'm not going to count calories. I'm not going to do any of that. That like I felt comfortable with eating, but I was using working out as my safety net. Okay, I'll eat whatever I want. But then I created this really weird, unhealthy relationship with the gym where I would actually get anxiety on days I didn't go because I'd be in my head stressed out. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't burn off those calories. So it's just like, and then it creates like, no one even wants to go to the gym anymore, right? Like that's just torture when really 
working out has so many great benefits Mm -hmm. that you're missing out on when you're just like killing yourself on the treadmill. And I tell this, I tell people this all the time when I'm at the boxing gym, because I'm like, you know, even though you're coming here and getting your workout in, if you are not honing in on your nutrition, like you can't just outwork out your diet, plain yeah. and simple. If we're eating cereal all day long, if we're, you know, just living off things that aren't getting us enough protein, aren't getting us enough vitamins and minerals, not getting enough fiber, we're going to have more inflammation. We're not going to be able to perform well in our workouts. We're not going to recover well. All these different things are going to happen. So congratulations, our calories are in and out, but it's just not how the body works. Yeah. It's the same thing I tell people with like the low calorie food. Like most of the times a low calorie food, like, oh, wow, it might look great. It's a hundred calorie snack, but it's lacking so many nutrients. It's not going to do what we want a snack to do, you mm-hmm. know? And it's not going to really get you anywhere. I used to buy like the hundred calorie Oreo thing, things all the time. Oh, yeah. There's same. really nothing great to them. Like just no. being honest here, it's no. not nothing spectacular. And it's all marketing. There's this really funny guy. He's on TikTok. I don't even remember what his handle is, but people will submit requests and it's like make a Reese's Pieces healthy. And so he rebrands the packaging to be like a healthy of it. It's the exact same product, but it just depends on how it's being marketed. Like it said how much grams of protein is and everything like that. And then he did one where it was like he made water bad. So he made it to like look like an energy drink and it was like recharge your body (laughs) but that's like that goes to show like that's what marketing does and that feeds into our like let's reward ourselves oh we shouldn't have this oh this is guilt-free you know like i used to buy those 100 calorie oreo thins too (laughs) because i'd be like i don't feel guilty about it i didn't buy a package of oreos you know they're only 100 calories when in reality i'd have like three of them because (laughs) I didn't need to feel guilty about it. And then I ended up eating probably more than I would have if I just would have gotten the stupid Oreos and had like a Mm -hmm. couple and had what I wanted. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, I don't feel bad about it when it's like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And you don't need to feel bad about Oreos, you know? And that's so funny. I'm glad that I have to, I'll have to look him up because that is such a good point. Like he made water look bad. Yeah. I'll have to share. I'll share something on Instagram next time I see him pop up because I can never remember what his handle is. But they're they're really funny. And it goes to show like just these buzzwords that people are looking at because we are in an area where we are obsessed with counting calories. So they're going to let you know how many calories are on the front if it looks really good. Now, I think we are starting to get more aware we're including more protein. So then they'll put like the protein on the front, even if it's only like five to 10 grams, depending on what you're looking for, it could be great, but it could also not really meet your protein goals. Just different things like that that we're seeing or they're marketing specific diets where they'll market as keto. So with all this being said, I don't necessarily buy based on what's the front. I always look at the back, (laughs) like what's actually inside this item. So there are some foods that I buy that are keto labeled or they're gluten free labeled. And it's just because I like the product. It doesn't have anything to do with the branding got something the other day that I really like and it was branded as keto and I was annoyed that it was branded as keto because that's like you know this side of me not the consumer side but the practitioner side that's like this is dumb this is Mm -hmm. dumb this is like 
you know, people are getting like so hyper-focused on it and it was a great product. You didn't even need to market it as keto, but people will buy it because it's keto. Mm-hmm. This has nothing it's to strange. really do with food not being a reward, but <laughs> just yeah. going off on a tangent. <laughs> so I guess it doesn't like not a reward, but it's like, we feel less guilty when we buy foods that are marketed as that. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing. So yeah, yeah it's not really, <laughs> it's all tied together, but yeah, we're definitely, we, we like our tangents. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's bring it back. So yeah. thinking about if we have people here that are currently just rewarding with food, no matter if it's stress, it's happiness, it's new job, it's getting fired from a job, you know, all the things, what are some tips that you would kind of give? I would honestly, again, it's that whole, like, why are you doing it? Right. Like not that you can't celebrate that way, but if you're someone who's like, man, all I'm doing is like rewarding with food or feeling guilty about food, et cetera. I would encourage you to find a different way to celebrate, you know, maybe go somewhere that you and whoever you're celebrating with enjoys get out in nature, go on an outing, maybe read a new book, chat with a friend, buy yourself a, an outfit, a gym outfit. Any, I mean, I don't know, get a massage, do something that you actually view as a reward that you're like, you know what? I have been wanting this for a while. I think now's the time. Like I've had a fantastic week. I got that promotion. It's the time. Like I want to reward myself. Not that you can't go out and have a celebration with food and drinks, but what else can you do to reward yourself that you're going to enjoy? And not feel guilty about, because I think that's the part that people struggle with is feeling guilty about it. So, I mean, maybe you will feel guilty about buying yourself a new outfit, but in a different way, you know? Yeah. Just finding different ways to celebrate. Like it just doesn't always have to come back to the food. Like we said, it doesn't mean it can never be an ice cream date or anything like that. I also enjoy ice cream dates, but if there's a book that you've been eyeing and it's something that you typically Mm -hmm. just buy on a whim, maybe you make it associated with a goal something to signify it. And then also when you have that book in your hand and every time you're looking at it, you're like, okay, I got this because X, Y, Z. So then you kind of have that reinforcement there as well. Or just making time to go, you know, maybe you're someone who you don't make a lot of time for yourself. You don't really do stuff like out of your schedule. You plan an outing with someone and you just take half a day or the day and you, you go and enjoy yourself doing that. And you get out of your normal routine, like something that you can create memories doing something that's going to feel good to you, maybe help you recharge that sort of thing. I will say just a little final word. I don't feel like you ever have to be like, I like, it doesn't have to be an, an, I deserve this ice cream because of being good at the end of the day, you deserve all food because all food is going to keep your body running. But we also deserve to choose foods that are going to make us feel more fulfilled. It's going to help us live a life we want. It's going to fuel our body and it can also fuel our emotions. And then we also deserve to find other places in our life that make us feel good, whether it's getting out in nature, buying that new book, buying a new outfit that we feel really good in. And that's going to feel so much better. Like you said, a key part is rewarding without necessarily the guilt, finding different options too to reward. And if you're listening to this, know that this isn't like an overnight thing. 
this is a process for some people. I mean, if you've been really tormenting yourself with food and only using it as a reward and kind of looking at it like I need to work for my food type thing, this is not going to be an overnight change. This is going to be a slow process, but honestly, just having it on your mind and being mindful of it can help start you disassociating with, I need to earn food or food as a reward. So it's something that you're probably going to have to work out for a while. That's okay. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you found it helpful. We will see you next week. We have a special guest coming. She's talking about getting off birth control. So if you're interested in that, be sure to tune in. If you have another topic you want us to talk about, feel free to send us messages as well. Yeah. Send us a DM. We would love to chat about whatever it is you have questions about. Mm -hmm. Or just share how you're feeling about the podcast. It's really cool to see those of you who are listening to see how it's impacting your life. It does just, it makes us feel really good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I agree. It does. Every time someone tells me, I'm like, yay. Yes. Like I kind of want to shed a little tear for a second. Like, oh, my words matter. (laughs) I matter. What I say helps someone. Yeah, no, it feels great. Yeah. And that's really why we started this. You know, I mean, as much as Bailey and I love talking about all this stuff that we have passions about, because really I do, I don't need a reason to talk about it. We started this so that I could help you guys. We want to help as many people as possible. And we try really hard to keep these short and to the point, but sometimes we just, we just go on our tangents. We have lots of things in our head, but I will say we usually cut out probably like five minutes at least. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every time I go to, you know, publish it for us, I'm like, Oh, Bailey did some work here. (laughs) So yes, we try and keep it short and sweet, but you also get to hear some of our tangents we go on. (laughs) They're fun. I think. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes. Thank you. And bye. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See See you you next week. week.